You're listening to Fuel for Warriors, episode 23. Somebody who gets shit done. It's all down to hustle. A relentless mindset. We think of 300, we think of the Spartan. Sort of the courage and conviction to face their challenges in life. It always does the right thing at all costs. This week we welcome host of American Ninja Warrior, Matt Eisman. But Warrior, I think it's really appropriate mentally what, what they've done. What's going on, everybody? I am Timothy Lawson. I am your host for Fuel for Warriors, a podcast collaboration between Lawson Entertainment and Lock and Load Java. Very excited to bring you Matt Eisman this week. And if you are unaware of who he is, he is one of the hosts of American Ninja Warrior. If you've never seen this show, it is exciting to watch. It's normal people going through this gladiator-type obstacle course uh, and trying to prove something to themselves and their families and to America that they can overcome these obstacles and achieve something uh, physically. And it's the the commentating, which, which Matt is a part of, is very entertaining. The action is exciting. It's a lot of fun to watch. So I suggest checking out at least one episode to see... Uh, if it's something for you, but I'd highly recommend it. Matt and I talk about what it's like to be a commentator on that show, why American Ninja Warrior is such a, such a great program. We talk about Hollywood experience and acting and much, much more. So stay tuned for the interview. I'm going to let Carl Churchill, founder of Lock and Load Java, say a few words and then we'll roll into my interview with Matt Eisman. Thank you for listening and enjoy. Hey Warriors, this is Carl Churchill, co-founder and chief coffee officer of Lock and Load Java. Thanks for taking the time to listen to our friend and fellow veteran Tim Lawson as he interviews risk takers who've embraced the warrior ethos. I know you'll love our guest today, and when you're finished with the episode, head over to LockandLoadJava.com and use the coupon code FUELFORWARRIORS to receive a 10% discount on our premium coffee and cocoa. Stay motivated, my friends, and keep challenging yourself. All right, Warriors, welcome back to another episode of Fuel for Warriors. This week's guest, host of American Ninja, well, I still should say co-host uh, of American Ninja Warrior, Mr. Matt Eisman. Sir, thank you so much for joining me. My pleasure, Tim. It's, a, it's an honor to be here. I was, I was watching, this is how quickly, this is how the internet works now. I was watching American Ninja Warrior just two nights ago, and I was like, huh, I should have, you know, American Ninja Warrior fits into the theme of Fuelful Warriors, and I was like, I should invite, I picked out a couple athletes, and then as I was searching around for the athletes, I was like, I should have one of the hosts on, and so then I, I looked, I was like, I bet Matt would do it, and so I, I emailed you, and within hours, we had this all set up, and that's, that's how the internet works now. It's, it's unbelievable, the accessibility you have to people, and- that's what I love. I love, I, for, I mean, first of all, as, as the host of the show, I love being on there and being able to interact with fans in real time as they're watching the show. For me, yeah. I know how excited I get when I'm watching something and I can reach out to somebody and say, you know, I love what you're doing or, or you know, here's my thoughts on this and realize they're seeing it and you really can get into a conversation with someone and, and discuss their work. And I just think that it's amazing how it's, made the world so much smaller and increased accessibility and given you access to people. And it's great for us to hear feedback from the fans and hear what they enjoy and 
If they don't enjoy it, I just lock them because I don't need negativity in my life. Um, just I'm all about that. Yeah, right. Uh, but it's it's really interesting. I think just just watching how uh, it's sort of changed the way we we consume things and the way we uh, we enjoy it. What's what's the what's one of the worst things that someone has tweeted at you? You know, it's funny. Like, uh, there's if uh, people can say whatever they want about me. I, I you know, I there are people I don't like. I cannot say when when I'm online. I tend to be very positive. My my thoughts are, but there's enough negativity and people get enough negative stuff. And I, I don't think I've ever, other than a company, if a company, if I'm on an airline and my flight is delayed, I will take to Twitter to let them know about that. But as far as individual people, I, I tend to be very positive. But if someone wants to say something awful about me, absolutely they're right. But if they at mention me, for instance, on Twitter, and they know I'm going to see it, well, then I'm like, well, that's like walking up to me and going, you suck, you're awful. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm not going to listen to that. So that's when I just start, I tend to just block people. I, one of the things I've noticed is, when you engage with trolls, as we like to call them, um, you just, you never win. You're not going to change no. anyone's mind. So people, people have said, you're loud. Why are you yelling the entire time? Um, you're cheesy, which actually, when someone said I was cheesy, I think they meant it as an insult. I took it as a compliment because I've always considered myself cheesy. So shame on them. For that, that one didn't work the way they want. You know, no yeah. one really said anything too terribly awful. But the nice thing about the show is, it's, I think it's a really, it's a hard show to dislike. Um, yeah. In that you're just watching, you know, with so much reality TV, you, you sense the manipulation or you sense the producer's hands on it. You sense that, that it's not exactly reality. But with our show, we, these are people out on the course and we just, we, we tell their stories and then you watch them compete. And I think people have really responded to it. These are everyday people doing extraordinary things. And I think that's yeah. what, What's made what people have really responded to. So not too many awful things other than why am I yelling the entire time? But you know, I'm well, an enthusiastic well, guy. So absolutely. Well, I'll, I'll tell you the reason why my girlfriend and I enjoy the show so much is the commentating. Like the watching the performances is fun and all, but like you know, they sort of the stories get different. But you know, going through the course sort of is the same thing every time. And but what makes it really exciting is the the, the cheesiness of the commentating, the overemphasized excitement of someone jumping from one ledge to another, and it's that's what makes it fun. So all the people that are complaining that that you're yelling is missing the the exciting part of the commentating. Well, I agree what I with you. That's and that's the exact review my mom gives on the show too. But but I, I think you know they, they started as a Japanese show, and and it was definitely influenced. By the the commentators on that show are even more so than us. They are ten out of ten energy the entire time, yelling, and it's it's bombastic. It's over the top. But that's a three hour special. We're doing uh, thirteen weeks of two hour special, so it's a little it's a little more involved. But but for me, I'm an enthusiastic guy. I've played sports. I've gotten to know these competitors. This is my sixth year on the show. I know how yeah. much they've sacrificed. I've watched the videos on every person who competes. I've seen their story. I know what they've been through to get there, and I know how hard they've worked. So what's great is we legitimately are cheering for every person who sets foot on that course. This isn't this isn't NFL where, you know, hey, it's the Broncos versus the Raiders. I love the Broncos, so I'm not going to cheer if the Raiders are doing well. This is every person who's out there, I want them to do well. And so 
it's pretty easy as an enthusiastic guy, as an athlete, as someone who understands the challenge uh, physically and emotionally that they're going through. It is fun for me just to be, come on, you're going to make it. What thing deep? And, and, and we do it. And it's exhausting. You know, I hate to complain when these people are doing incredible physical feats that my voice gets tired. But literally, right. we'll be there for nine hours in a row uh, watching people on the course. And at the end of the night, we're we're still just as excited and, and just as optimistic and enthusiastic for them as we were at the beginning. Well, I think in some of the more entertaining parts has been the the video will cut to you guys and your co-host will just be like jumping up and down in excitement yeah. that someone like made well, uh, that, that they achieved something. It is it's, the it's such a positive experience. It is, and I think we're both kind of big kids in that way. And you know, Afar played in the NFL. His brother was an All Pro player, and I think Afar did. You know, he played in the NFL, but he, he never had I think the success he wanted to. But he knows how much he sacrificed. I think both of us just appreciate these people. And what's so fun is, you know, we, we watch the videos so we know we're out there before you talk to them when they're competing. And what's cool is, look, I played baseball in college. He, he obviously played in the NFL. For a lot of these people, some of them never played sports growing up. Or, yeah. you know, a lot of them are stay-at-home moms. And they don't have competition. They don't have these moments in their lives. You know, they, they work nine to five. They're taking care of kids. And then for one night, they get to step on this course with thousands of people watching them and millions at home watching, and they get to be a star. And you yeah. get to have your moment. You know, this is your, if you, you know, your, the miracle on ice, the Rudy, the, the Hoosiers, whatever it is, Rocky, whatever sports movie you, you think of, they get to have their moment. And it's so much fun seeing how excited they are and seeing their family there and seeing their kids on the sidelines. It really is. It's, it's so easy to be genuinely excited for these people. Um, and again, you know, no one's making, there are no hundred million dollar contract people out here. There's no one who's getting their Ferrari and driving away. You know, these are people who are going to get in the minivan, go home and go back to work. And right. it's just amazing when you see how much they put in building obstacles in their backyard traveling around the country to other ninja gyms, finding time to do this while still having a family, having a job, having a life. It's, it really is. It's, it's amazing uh, watching the, the dedication and determination and the results these people can produce. So, Matt, with all of that said, then, let's, uh, let's go into the first uh, routine question. In what do, what, when you hear the term warrior, what do you think of? What comes to mind? Well, Listen, we, 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 we often get people ask, why is it called Ninja Warrior? And I think, well, like, that's, just, that's just two of the coolest things from, like, you know, as a 10-year-old boy, like Ninjas right. and Warriors. I didn't name the show. This obviously came from the Japanese show. And, yeah. but, but when I look at it, uh, you know, Ninja, because of the Japanese origins, I get it. But Warrior, I think, is really appropriate in that, you know, these people, we do, we have the military people come out there who are the true warriors, but I think these people are warriors in the sense of mentally what, what they've done, these, the dedication that these people have, the drive that these people have. I think they're true warriors in the sense of they do this knowing you get one shot a year and knowing we don't pay them any money unless you win, complete the course, something no one's ever done. None of them have made any money. We don't even pay for them to go to the regional competition. 
they sacrificed so much to come out here and test test themselves. And what I love is it really isn't a competitive sport in the sense it's not one person succeeding over another. These people are competing against the course, but really they're competing against themselves, being the best version of themselves. And when I look at a prime example of this is we had a kid, Stephen Mao, who came out in Kansas City. He's 21 years old. He has severe autism. He's always had problems socializing. And I watched his video, and it was one of the most inspirational things, because here's a kid who said, I know I'm socially awkward. But when I discovered Ninja Warrior eight years ago as a, as a little kid, I, I found a way to go to a gym, and I found a way to interact with people. It's changed my life. And then he said something that was just amazing. He said, look, I don't care if I fall on the course. I can't lose, because just by showing up to compete, I'm already a winner. Yeah. And to me, I was like, that, what, that, that's just the warrior spirit right there, that this kid has such perspective on life and realizes that by, by pushing himself to do something that he couldn't have imagined doing before he discovered American Ninja Warrior, he's finding his own victory. And to me, it's, that's the warrior spirit that so many of these competitors embody, is this sacrifice, this determination, this drive to make themselves better. And to me, that's, that's really what, what, when we use the term warrior, that's what we're talking about. It's just, I think it's really much more, not the physical, but the mental toughness that so many of these competitors display. Absolutely. That's a, that's a really great story. I like that. It, it gave me chills. And at the end of it, you know, it was, we just had it in the clip show. At the end of it, the crowd gave him a standing ovation. And seeing the smile on his face, but more importantly, seeing his parents, and I think who've been through so much with him and their joy at realizing that, you know, this is a moment uh, that he'll never forget. It was just, it was incredible to be a part of it. And you're like, wow, that was, to me, that was one of the greatest runs of the year. And he went out on the second obstacle. So again, it's, it's, you know, you define success in so many different ways, but I think so many of the people who step on the course really define warrior in, in, in a special way. Have you run the course? Well, <laughs> I've tried, and I have okay. been humbled. Look, I, I've been an athlete my entire life. Played baseball in college, football, basketball, baseball in high school. I ski and golf. Like I think I'm pretty athletic. I have had my ass handed to me on this course <laughs> in every way imaginable. It is it literally they banned me from going on the course anymore because they were worried I would get hurt and not be able to host. So uh, it, it it was kind of embarrassing. Um, the last time I tried, I, I tried the salmon ladder and I got a rung, a single rung, and then collapsed. Um, the warped wall, I tweaked a hamstring and I was just like, what am I doing? I need to either <laughs> seriously train for this or just stick to talking about people. Like, I say, those who can do, those who can't, host. And I'm definitely a host. So, uh, looking at. Uh, the rest of your resume, Matt. The thing that uh, that is most unique on here, I think, is the stripper's guide to fighting terrorism. <laughs> yes. I'm uh, yes. I'm on your IMDb page, and I was scrolling it. I was like, I wonder what else he's been in that maybe I'm not aware of. And I saw that, and I was like, that sounds like a to that's topic worthy. You know, um, what's, what's awesome about being out here, and I've been out here, it'll be 16 years, September 1st. So I'm, I'm just about 16 years out here. And what's been amazing for me 
uh, are the friends that I've made and watching people's careers kind of, you know, zig and zag and go in different directions and have things arise that you never would have imagined. And it was one of my good friends, Sam Tripoli, who's um, one of the Death Squad comics. If you're a fan of Joe Rogan, um, you know, he, he's it's part of his crew. And But I've, I've been friends with Sam since I got out here. And, you know, totally different style of comedy than me. But I absolutely love this guy and love what he does. And he asked me to be involved in this stripper's guide to terrorism. And it's, so it's, again, I'm pretty, con- you know, conservative in my comedy. And uh, most of the shows I've done are very family friendly. But I love, you know, humor in, in all its different forms. And Sam has been a guy who's embraced the dirty side, the, you know, he, he did a dirty, the naughty show comedy where there would be strippers out there and porn stars and all these different things. And he's asked me to take part in it, knowing I'm, I'm basically like, you know, completely misplaced in this cast. And yet I love it. I love going out there. And essentially I, I was essentially myself just kind of a host for the stripper's guide to terrorism, but it's, it really is fun. You know, when your friends invite you to do things that are kind of outside your wheelhouse and you get to do these different projects and it's, it's just a blast when you you're out here and, and everyone is in this together, this struggle in Hollywood and we all kind of take different paths, but you know, similar to Ninja Warrior, we're all very supportive of each other. And again, you know, for the most part, one person's success doesn't come at the expense of someone else. So we can all kind of root for each other and involve each other in different ways. So the Stripper's Guide to Terrorism, it's, I think it's floating out there on YouTube for people who uh, want to check it out and see what it's all about. Yeah, I'm going to see if it's available, and if so, I'll put a link to it into the, in the show notes. Yeah, there we go. We'll get some views for it. <laughs> yeah. So how did you, uh, let's go back to A&W, how did you get uh, involved? Did someone approach you as, hey, we think you make a good so, host, or did you have, did you have to I, audition? I mean, how does that work? Closing it on 16 years out here, it's the only job I've ever been offered. I didn't have to audition for it. They called me, um, and they were, they'd already had one season of American Ninja Warrior, and I think they sensed they had a big show on their hands, and they wanted to kind of take it to the next level, so they brought in a new production company, and they were looking for a host. And at the time, I was uh, hosting Sports Soup on Versus, which was the sports version of the soup. And they right. realized through the show, they wanted somebody who knew sports, they wanted someone who had some experience hosting, and they wanted someone who was comedic. And so they saw me and thought I was the perfect fit and offered it to me. And it, it, you know, at that point it was on G4, it was 10 episodes. It was a show that we thought maybe would go a year, who knows. And now we're on season seven. We're a network show. We're one of the top shows of the summer and we're going to do 39 hours of primetime television. So it's, it's been an unbelievable grand slam home run. And I'm just lucky that I got involved pretty much at the ground floor and got to ride the coattails as this show has grown. Absolutely. That's very cool. What the, like, what are, what are you watching these days? This is something I don't actually, I don't ask a so, lot of people out in Hollywood, but what, what's, what, you when know, you finally get time to sit down, what are you turning on? Well, one of my best friends who was a producer on Ninja Warrior is producing Big Brother. And so okay. I got into that show and it's, again, working in reality TV, you see a lot of the tricks. What I love about Big Brother is it's it's real. It's people in an artificial circumstance, obviously, in this little house they've created on a studio lot in, in uh, Burbank. But um, other than that, these people are really just just in this psychological... It's, it's, the, it's 
one of the ultimate sociological experiments, and it's someone who has, who's a doctor who went through medical school and did psychology and psychiatry, watching what these people are going through. I'm like, this is, you just couldn't do this study anywhere other than on television with half a million dollars on the line. And it's fascinating, a fascinating study in human behavior. So I love that. Um, I love Suits on the USA Network. I think Rick Hoffman is one of the best actors around. I'm getting very excited for the NFL season to start up. I just had mm. one fantasy draft last night, and I have another one on Saturday. Um, oh, and then comedy. Pick. I'm watching lots of comedy specials. I just watched Bill Burr and Jim Norton do their latest specials and absolutely laughed my my uh, backside off. So um, nice. that's that's been the majority of it. And other than that, I'm just get, we're just been knee deep in Ninja Warrior. Yeah. Matt, before we get into the the the, the, the last two routine questions, uh, who'd you take in the first round of your draft last night? Um, we took uh, we took Aaron Rodgers. Nice. That's uh, yeah. I, uh, yeah. I hope my I hope my lead doesn't listen to my podcast because that's who I'm planning on to take as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, it's, that's one of the great things of athletic plans, right? It's, yeah. You think you know who you're going to pick, and then someone chooses someone completely out of left field, and you just never know where you're going to end up. Well, I had Jordy Nelson actually lined up as my first Ooh, round pick. Oh, yeah. And thankfully we thankfully we draft late because that's, that would have been I mean, horrible. that's the beauty of it. You just never know how things are going to turn out. Yeah. So, Matt, you, you you said 16 years in in Hollywood. You know, you have a lot of experience, you have a lot of connections on networking. People are approaching you now for shows, but obviously uh, Hollywood is still a grind. What challenges, even at this point in your career, do you find yourself facing? It's it's constantly a grind. It's so funny. I I look at at un, you know my friends who were well, particularly in medicine, I think where there's a lot more stability. But you know, in in Hollywood, uh, Ninja Warrior is fantastic, and we just got picked up for season eight. But beyond that, who knows? You know, it's at, at any given time, any project you're working on is in danger of ending, and you have no idea when or if the next gig will come. So there's this challenge of the utter instability of it, and that will never change. I don't care who you are. Ryan Seacrest just had that show, Knock Knock Live, one of the biggest guys in television, and it lasted two episodes. So you realize nothing yeah. is guaranteed, and and fickle tastes are, are are always their tastes are always shifting. So you know, one of the challenges is just finding work, but more importantly, finding trying to find equanimity in, in the fact that it is so unstable. And kind of making your peace with it and going, I can only do what I can. And then I'm just going to try to enjoy the ride as much as possible. Uh, so I think for me, that's one of the big challenges is just is having to enjoy the moment and say, you know what? I can't predict what's going to happen a year from now. So I'm just going to make sure I work hard, be as professional as I can, try to make connections and then let the chips fall where they may and, and enjoy it. And, you know, again, right now I, I'm I'm working on Ninja Warrior. I'm on the Hallmark Channel. Things couldn't be much better. So it's it's an awesome time. So I'm just trying to enjoy the high, enjoy the highs, and not let the lows be too low. Very well, Matt. The last question. You know, what is your? You know, this is called Fuel for Warriors. We've talked about what it means to be a warrior. What challenges you? So finally, what's getting you up in the morning? What is the fuel for your warrior? Well, you know, for, for me, it's, it's, I have rheumatoid arthritis, so I have my own physical challenges and, 
in dealing with that. And, and I think for me, watching American Ninja Warrior and, and this year I, I had had shoulder surgery and so had, well, didn't work out for three months and really kind of have felt physically lethargic and it was just kind of saying, you know what, I, I'm, I'm not done. I, I think for me it's trying to get past, get past the shoulder surgery and get physically back to feeling capable and to the point where at least I could think about attempting the obstacles. Um, and other than that, it's just, it's the next, it's the next challenge. I love, I love Hollywood in that, you know, to a certain extent, this is the gambler's town where it's a lottery on any given day. You could get the audition that could change your life. And part of it is, you know, being ready, being in shape, being ready work-wise and feeling like if something comes in any way, I'm going to be as ready as possible to make the most of it. And the fact that on any given day that it could happen is, is what's always exciting. Like it's today, the day I'll get that call or, you know, can I make that connection that could lead to something or can I help a friend do it? And I just think that there's, that's one of the great things is the, the possibility that's in the air out here. It's just everyone feels like they're, they're a moment away from greatness. And I love walking around people who have that hunger and that energy. And that's what gets me excited is, is, you know, being involved in, in the show right now and then looking for the next thing. That's amazing. Matt, I really appreciate you taking the time to, to talk to me and my audience. And of course, we're following you on Twitter at Matt Eisman. And nice. we're definitely following American Ninja Warrior and watch, watching uh, the next Las Vegas special, which is, a, is it airs on... Which, which date does it air on? Is it Tuesdays? Uh, Mondays, Mondays, Mondays on NBC and then Tuesdays on Esquire. There we go. Okay. Uh, Matt, it's been a pleasure, and I really hope to uh, get a chance to talk to you again. Can't wait. Appreciate it. All right, everybody. I am Tim Lawson on behalf of Carl, Lori, and the rest of us at Lock and Load Java and Lawson Entertainment. We'll see you next week. Thank you for taking the time to listen. Be sure to head over to LockandLoadJava.com using promo code FUELFORWARRIORS for a discount on your purchase. Also head over to LawsonEntertainment.com for more of my programming. Stay strong and stay motivated.